day. We need his presence. We need his touch. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to bring our minister to the pulpit this morning. So thankful for him and his wife. I've learned to love and appreciate him, having thoroughly enjoyed him and blessed by his preaching. I believe today will be no different. Brother Harris, hallelujah. Praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. How many are glad to be in the house of the Lord this morning? Amen. Why don't we take a moment and thank him for his goodness? Come on, why don't we lift up our voice just for a moment, let him know how thankful we are to be in his house. Come on, there's liberty here today. There's fullness of joy here today. Come on, there's peace like a river here today. Oh, God, we love you. We magnify you. We exalt you in this house. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. And uh, I truly am grateful for the, the opportunity to be in his presence. And the um, second to being in his presence is to be with like-minded folk. And, uh, man, it's good to be with God's people today. And uh, it's been a busy week. I know there are several that didn't make it back, several that have, and I'm sure they're flat wore out from this last trip. And uh, I think we went to bed Friday night. I think I got to my room at 4.30, and uh, when I was leaving, they were just making a donut run, and uh, some of them didn't get back till 6.30. So it has been a long weekend, but God's good. A lot of things were accomplished, and uh, lives were forever changed and I believe this morning lives can be forever changed in this house. I believe God wants to help us. How many believe God wants to help you today? Amen, amen, amen. And if you will, why don't you turn with me to Hebrews, Hebrews the ninth chapter. Uh, Hebrews the ninth chapter. And then we're going Amen. To start in verse 9. When you have it, say ma'am. Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 9. Give honor to your pastor in his absence. Got to spend time with him at the conference. And uh, do love and appreciate Brother and Sister Townley and their children. And thank God for this great opportunity. Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 9, which was a figure for the time then present in which were offered both gifts and sacrifices that could not make him that did the surface perfect as pertaining to the conscience, which stood only in meats and drinks and diverse washings and carnal ordinances imposed on them to the time of reformation. But Christ, being come a high priest of good things to come by a greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is to say, not of this building, neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood he entered into once in the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. For if the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of an heifer sprinkled the unclean sanctified to purify the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Christ, how much more shall the blood of Christ who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. And for this cause, he is the mediator of the New Testament, that by means of death for the redemption of the transgressions that were under the First Testament, they which are called might receive the promise of eternal inheritance. For a testament is, there must also of necessity be the death of, of the testor. I'd like to preach to us on this simple topic this morning. The blood still works. The blood still works. Would you put your Bibles down and let's go to the Lord and let's ask him to help us. Lord, we love you. God, we thank you for another opportunity to be in your house. Thank you for another opportunity to be in your presence, to be in this great tabernacle this morning. I'm praying, God, that you would begin to help us, that you would let your Shekinah glory fall. We need you here today. We need you in this service right now. God, I ask you that you would bless every guest, every visitor, every saint of God alike here today. God, let your word get where we're living. God, let your spirit rest in this house. 
God, let your blood flow again here today. I pray, God, you would do a precious work, God, that you have intended to do in this house. Let us not just be hearers only, but let us be doers of your word today. Help us, God. Let your glory fall. Anoint this preacher to preach your word. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, why don't we clap our hands and let's love the Lord one more time. Come on, why don't we clap our hands and let's love the Lord one more time in this house. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Why don't you turn to your neighbor, slap him, say, wake up. Amen. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Some of y'all just woke up when they slapped you. Hallelujah. Amen. The blood still works. We are living in a day of turmoil and adversity. Political and economic uncertainty abounds. Amen. But I can say with a heartfelt appreciation that I am thankful for the blood of Jesus Christ. And I say they are, there's a political uh, agendas that are going around because there have been complete religious denominations that have removed the mention of blood from their hymnals and from their sermons because they feel it is too gruesome and glory to talk about or sing about the blood of Jesus. In fact, when you begin to look at nearly all the paintings of Christ on the cross, and you can look to even some of the earliest paintings, all the gruesome blood that was on there, they would then take a white brush, and they would go through the blood spots and whitewash the blood to make it not look so horrific, uh, to try to downplay the power of the blood that was on the cross. And yet, while they are downplaying and while denominations are trying to remove the blood-stained pages of our scriptures and even hymnals, Hollywood has not stopped in their novel writing and has not stopped in the gory details of games and, and all the agendas that have happened. But today, with nearly more than 700 references in the Bible of the blood, it is easy to say that this blood is stained from Genesis to Revelations. And there is no cleaning agent more powerful, more universal, and yet more neglected than the power and the blood of Jesus Christ. I don't know about you today, but I just want to stop here on the onset of this message and let somebody know that I'm thankful for the blood of our Savior. I just got news for you today. I, I like the car that I drove here. Hey, man, I like the suit that I'm wearing. I, I'm thankful that I got my comfortable shoes on because conference is over. I'm thankful today to be in the house of the Lord, but there's nothing more greater than the power of his blood because if it was not for the blood of Jesus Christ, you wouldn't be sitting here today. If it had not, come on, somebody. If it had not been for the blood of Jesus Christ, but none of us would have been able to obtain about his goodness, but I'm thankful today that not by my goodness, for my goods were at my goodness was as filthy rags, I'm thankful for the blood of the Savior. I'm thankful for the cleaning agent that can wash away my sins. Amen. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Someone ought to clap your hands and love the Lord in this house. Amen. There is nothing more powerful than the blood of Jesus. The general human body is one of the greatest creations to ever exist, designed and created by the Creator, magnificent in origin, flawless in operation, and amazing in study. And yet it has an eternal soul, a soul that will live on forever someday. This blood, the forgotten body system, Blood is an organ that we often do not acknowledge, but a drop of blood just small enough to fill in the letter O in your Bible. It contains 300,000 platelets, 7,000 white blood cells, 
And then there are the five million red shells. There is the pump, the heart. It beats at an average of 70 beats per minute and over 100,000 times in a 24-hour period. It ejects an average of six liters of blood every minute, 144 liters every day, 48,384 liters in a year, or in a 70-year lifespan, 3,386,880 liters of blood that is going to flow through your body. The heart requires no lubrication or maintenance. It never rests. It has an output that varies between .025 horsepower at times of rest and sleep. But in times of stress, it can drive up to one horsepower in those moments of amen, exertion. Its valves open and close 4,000 to 5,000 times each hour. 60,000 miles of blood vessels is the pathways that the blood is limited to, yet the blood can be ejected from the heart and go back to the heart and return in about 20 seconds. It is the blood that carries oxygen and nutrients, waste products, and fights infection all at the same time. And all of that just happened while I was talking. It is here today that I can say as Psalms 139 and 4, I will praise thee for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works and that my soul knoweth right well. God understood in his infinite design of the human anatomy. He knew that it was going to be the blood that brings the oxygen as breath is inhaled and then it's traveled through the bloodstream. But he also knew it was going to be the blood that was going to remove the waste products from the body system and it was going to fight infection. He knew that and so man, in his purchasing of our salvation. He knew that the blood drops were going to remove the sinful nature and the sinful tainted blood of man that happened from the garden. But it also was going to be the oxygenation to the soul of the spirit of a man had he begin to redeem humanity not just by any means of purchasing them. But he knew that I'm going to use the very thing that is life unto an individual. For the Bible says life is in the blood. I'm here to preach to you today that you can do a lot of things, but you've got to have blood to survive, amen, in your human body. But also today for your spiritual man, you've got to have the blood of Jesus Christ that will, fly, what will flow in your body and will move in your spirit, amen, and will help, amen, you in the Holy Ghost. You've got to have that blood that's going to be shed over your life. Just a little bit more monitor. Amen. It's going to help you. It's going to take you a little further. Amen. It's going to be the redeeming agent of your life. I can tell you, you can get a college degree, and that's a beautiful thing. You can get a man education, get a good job, and all of those things you should do to better yourself if life would afford you these opportunities. But the most important thing you could ever do is have the blood of Jesus even shed over your life. The greatest thing that you could ever do is to get baptized with the Spirit of the Holy Ghost in your life. There is nothing greater. There is no substitute. There is nothing greater than the power of the blood of Jesus Christ. I want to help somebody here today. Amen. You can dress the part, but if you've never got bought by his blood, amen, there's something lacking in your life. You can be a good citizen. You cannot cuss on your job. You don't have to go chew tobacco, amen, or go get drunk on a fifth of alcohol. But if you've never had his blood, you've never felt his redeeming power. Come on, there's nothing that'll wash away your sins. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. 
Come on. The AA program can't do that for you. Come on. Amen. Change in your life can't do that for you. But there is a redeeming age that I want to preach about to you today that can remediate the sin out of your life. It can wash away your mistakes. It can remove amen, the stained life of your past. And it can be redeemed, but only through the blood of Jesus Christ. Oh, somebody clap your hands. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Somebody clap your hands in this house. Amen. It was from the beginning, amen, that we understand that there was in the garden. And we understand that man walked in the coolness of the morning with God. And we know that there was no sin in Adam. Because it was later on that sin had entered when they had forbidden, ate the forbidden fruit. And we can tell this even further that the Bible says that Adam walked in the coolness of the morning. But after the Garden of Eden experience, man could not see the face of God and live. Because somewhere in their dilemma, somewhere in, their, in his mistake. There was a tainted lifestyle that was from there on, if I can word it this way. Man's sin-tainted blood. People would call it judgment. As God would come into the garden and move them out. Amen there. But God had a plan for man. God had a purpose for man. And there we understand that man tried to cover his nakedness. As God began to ask Adam, where art thou? And he said, man, he had to cut fig leaves and, and sew them together to make them a garment. And we understand the very first covering of man. A sacrifice was given. An animal skin was given as a garment to clothe them. And so we understand that the wages of sin is death. But there was an agent that could cover sin. And it was by a blood sacrifice. Hebrews 9 and 22, and almost all things are by the law purged with the blood. And without the shedding of blood, there is no remission. In order for us to understand the blood of Jesus Christ, we have to go back to the day of atonement. Once every year, the high priest from the tribe of Levi was to offer what was called the sin sacrifice. And in many ways, the Day of Atonement was the climax of the Jewish religious year. And through the course of the year, the priests offered sacrifices for the sins of the people. And this Day of Atonement served as a reminder amen, of the daily, weekly, monthly sacrifices that were insufficient for the remissions of sins. The worshiper had to stand afar off from the altar and could not approach the altar or could not approach the place of atonement. And on this day, the high priest brought the blood of atonement in the holies of holies and presented it in the presence of God that rested between the cherubims on the mercy seat which covered the ark of the covenant. You see, up until this point, the law had no completion. Today, it was a lamb for a sacrifice. Tomorrow, they would need a dove. Next week, a goat. The next, a bull. And it never stopped continually, amen, constantly trying to cover up, amen, the sins of a nation. And yet, this payment would never be paid in full until there was an ultimate atonement for man's, amen, sin. That's why we can look at the day of atonement in Leviticus 16. 1 through 28. The high priest would take off amen, his priestly robes and he would wear the common linens. I can tell you that Jesus stepped from the throne of glory and he put on the common linen of flesh. Also in this book of Leviticus, we can see the high priest would offer the blood from, for himself from the bullock first. And Christ in the garden his sweats were as great drops of blood falling to the ground. I can tell you that Christ became our scapegoat offering. For 1 Peter 2 and 24 tells us, 
who in his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree, that we being dead to sin should live unto righteousness, by whom stripes ye were healed. Christ is our high priest, Hebrews 9 and 11. But Christ being come a high priest, up good things are come by a greater and more perfect tabernacle. That means he was greater than any high priest that was walking upon this earth. He it was higher and greater than any high priest. This tabernacle that was not made with hands. That is to say, not of this building. In 1927, in West Africa, a blood specimen was taken from a native man by the name of a Shebi who was sick with yellow fever. A vaccine was made from the original strain of the virus obtained from this man. In fact, a vaccine manufactured since all vaccines manufactured since 1927 by the Rockefeller Foundation and other health agencies are derived from the original strain of virus obtained from the blood of this one man. And through the creative imagination of science, the blood of this one man in West Africa has been made available to serve an entire human race to eradicate that disease out of the human body. And we find it easy to believe that. And scientists find it easy to look up this and trace it. But they find it hard that the blood of a Jesus Christ could eradicate a sin of an entire human race. I want this church to hear me this morning. I'm not preaching to a church that doesn't know what I'm preaching about today. I'm not preaching to a church that doesn't know about the blood of Jesus Christ. But every now and then we need to be reminded of how powerful the blood really is. Every now and then there are some people sitting in this house today that you got baptized into the only saving name of Jesus Christ some 25 years ago. Some of you, amen, as our good elders sang here today, it was probably more than 25 years ago that he was baptized in the only saving name of Jesus Christ. But the reason we're still here and the reason we're still standing is not because of anything less than the power of the blood that we received. The only reason that some of us, even many of us that have been blood-bought are still in the house of the Lord is because there was a redeeming agent that it didn't matter what blood I was given even by my father it didn't matter what kind of ideologies I was given it didn't matter what kind of genealogies I was given it didn't even matter what theology amen was passed down to generation when I got amen God's word in my life and I accepted amen the book of Acts and I was baptized into his name amen for the remissions amen of sins and I was baptized in the only saving name all the other theologies had to leave all the other false doctrines had to walk away all the other preconceived notions amen had to be removed and I got to experience amen the redeeming value amen of Jesus Christ I want to help somebody today if you've never had your sins remitted you need to get yourself amen into a baptismal tank today and you need to let your sins be washed away and let your garment amen become white why because there's power in the blood of Jesus oh come on I wish I had some help on a Sunday morning I wish I had some help on a Sunday morning. Give them a little blood. Come on, someone needs to be reminded about the blood of Jesus. Someone needs to be reminded that it's not your good looks or your good credit that got you here, but but by the grace of God, but by the grace, if it had not been for Calvary, I wouldn't be standing behind this desk. Had it not been for the blood-stained cross, I couldn't be here today. Had it not been for a, come on somebody, had it not been for a Golgotha, oh where would we be? 
Come on. I'm thankful to be in the church. I'm thankful to be in the house. I'm thankful to know that every piece of this building is stained with his blood. I'm thankful to know when I look at these young men that's been baptized, I can see the handprint and I can see the DNA transfer of an almighty God. Come on. I hope today before we leave this house, amen, there's a DNA transfer in somebody's life. I hope today before we walk out of these doors, even someone gets baptized into the only saving name. Hallelujah. Oh, somebody clap your hands. Hallelujah. I'm going somewhere. Just ride with me. Many people ask, why did God use this blood? Amen. I've covered some of it. Let me do it again. Amen. The Bible says, for the wage of sin is death and the payment for sin. The Bible says, only be sure that thou eat not the blood, for the blood is the life. Hebrews 9 and 22, and almost all things are by the law purged with blood. But without the shedding of blood, there could be no remission. Or as the scripture plainly says, without the shedding of blood, man, is no remission. We need our sins remitted. Romans 3 and 23 tells us that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Luke 24 and 47 lets us know repentance and remission of sins is to be preached in the name of Jesus. Thank you. How you doing? What is remission? It means a release from bondage or imprisonment. Letting them go as if they had never been committed. Forgive means to cease to feel resentment against. But the word remission is a stronger and speaks of a greater power than just forgiveness. Forgiveness was an emotional thing. Remission is a spiritual thing. Amen. We are baptized into the name of Jesus Christ and have the blood applied in our life. In the Old Testament, I won't bore you with this, but in the Old Testament, the circumcision to be a part of the church, amen, was of flesh. But in the New Testament, the circumcision was to be of heart and of spirit, to be a part of the body of Christ. Some would say, preacher, where did this all begin? Can you show me in Scripture where this all began to take place? I'm glad you asked here this morning. What a great audience. John chapter 1 and verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. John 1 and 14, and the Word was made flesh, and it dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory as the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and of truth. Isaiah 7 and 14. Therefore, the Lord himself shall give you a sign, and behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. John 14 and 6. Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. And if ye have known me, ye shall know my Father also. And from henceforth ye know him and have seen him. Philip said unto him, Lord, show us the Father, and it sufficeth us. Jesus said, Philip, Jesus said unto him, Have I been so long with you, and yet hast thou not known me, Philip? And hast thou not seen, hath seen the Father? And how sayest thou, show us the Father? Believest thou that not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The word that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. Believe that I am in the Father, and the Father in me, or else believe him for, but let's believe me for the works' sake. First Timothy 3 and 16, and without controversy. Great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh. He was justified in the spirit. 
He was seen of angels. He was preached unto the Gentiles. He was believed on in the world. And he was received up in up to glory. Ephesians 4 and 4. There is one body and one spirit. Even as ye are called in one hope of your calling. But I feel the hand and be three spirit coming on me right now. One Lord. One faith. One baptism. One God. Amen. And Father of all who is above all and through all and is in you all. First Corinthians 12 and 12. For as the body is one and hath many members and all the members of that one body being many are one body so also is Christ and by that spirit are we all baptized not into three not into two but are we all baptized into one body whether you be Jews or Gentiles whether you be African American or Caucasian whether you be Filipino or Chinese whether you be Hungarian come on or Belizean he said we are all whether we bond or free we have all been made to drink into one spirit I don't know about you here today but I want to preach to you about the name of Jesus I want to preach to you today about the power of the blood I want to preach to you about the one who was born a helpless baby yet he began to speak spinning worlds into existence and he sustained the mighty pillars of the universe I want to preach to you today about the one who was born in poverty whose wise men brought riches to the loneliness of his cradle I want to preach to you today about the one who was cradled in somebody else's crib he sailed in somebody else's boat he ate at somebody else's table he rode somebody else's animal and he was buried in somebody else's tomb yet to him belonged all the riches and glory as a baby he frightened the kings as a boy he confused the scholars Come on, as a man, he commented, man, the storms, amen, and they calmed down at his gentle command. He healed all manner of disease, and he never charged a dime. He was the one that physically wrote no books, but the libraries can't contain the books written about the name of Jesus. Herod could not kill him. Satan can't stand him. Satan can't seduce him. The roaring seas can't withstand him. Him. Sinners can't resist him. Death cannot destroy him. The, come on now. The grave cannot hold him. Hell cannot defeat the heavens cannot contain him. Man can understand him, but you can't get him off your mind. You can't get him off your hand. You can't live without him. Come on. Amen. He is the first and the last. He is the beginning and the end. He had no predecessor, and he'll have no successor. He ain't, you cannot impeach him. And honey, he ain't going to resign. He is the alpha and the maker. He's the keeper of creation. He's the creator of all. He's the architect. I feel like preaching right now. I said he's the architect of the universe. He's the Lord of history. He always will, always will be unmovable, unchangeable, undefeated, unmatched, unparalleled. Say He's Adam's redeemed. He's Abel's vindicator. He's Noah's ark. He's Abraham's sacrifice. He's Isaac's ram in the bush. He's Moses' burning bush. He's Joshua's battle axe. He's Samson's power. He's Solomon's wisdom. He's David's music. He's Jeremiah's bomb in Gilead. He's Ezekiel's will in the middle of the will. He's Elijah's fire. I wish I had some help right now. I said he's Elijah's. What are you saying? What are you saying, preacher? I'm saying whatever you need him to be, he'll be all of that. But he's going to do it in the embodiment of the name of Jesus. Yes, sir. 
We ain't wasting time here today. We just know where our help comes from. We're not getting you hyped up for nothing. We're getting you hyped up on the name that's above every name. Even mountains crumble. Even the seas have to obey him. There's power in his name. I think we ought to throw up our hands right now just for a moment and I, I think we ought to call that his name come on on a Sunday morning I think someone ought to lift your voice and scream out the name if you need a doctor scream out his name if you need a healer scream out his name if you need a way maker call on Jesus if you need someone to fight for you call on Jesus if you need someone to be a fence call on Jesus if you need someone to be a lawyer call on Jesus I feel something happening in the house right now. I feel the name being applied right now. I feel the name arising. Come on, there's power in his name. Don't let you, don't let somebody lie to you. There is power in the only saving name. Come on, let's not rush past this right now. There's a divine moment. I'm not done preaching, but there's a divine moment working through this house. Come on, Jesus, Jesus. Gee, come on, where's those old mothers that used to say, I plead the blood, I plead the blood. Come on, I'm hoping somebody opens your mouth and pleads the blood of Jesus Christ. I'm hoping somebody reaches back to heaven and cries out the blood. Stay with me. If you're standing, go ahead and stand. Amen. The Bible begins to tell us, amen, explicitly about that Jesus was slain before the foundation. He was the lamb slain before the foundation of the earth. Do you know that when you begin to look at, amen, antidotes for snake bites, one of the worst snake bites you can ever find, they begin to do some research, and they would take the venom of a snake, and they would put it first in a pig, and they would let it run through the stream of the blood, and then they would pull out the antibodies, amen, of the pig that survived, and then they would start using this as an antidote to someone getting bit with a snake bite. The problem is, is that the antibody or the antidote had so many side effects that they may, they may get healed over amen, the poison in the blood, but then the, the side effects would destroy them. And so they moved on to another animal. They went to a, a horse, and they injected a horse. And by the time they got done with that, it was a thoroughbred. It was, it was a strong beast. And they liked the results it had because now it went from some 70% side effects to 50%. And they had a 50% chance if they could use the antibodies that came out of a horse as an antidote. The problem is, if you look across America, there are a lot of hospitals that said we won't even give an antidote. You've got to fly it in from some special place because the doctor said the side effects were still too greater than just hoping you can make it through the snake bite. But in the last several years, if you began to look at the landscape of all that's happened in the medical world and you began to go over to London and you go to John uh, London, the professor of chemistry and pathology at St. Bartholomew's Hospital in London. And you began to look at the 250-acre farm that they have. Hey, but you might be a little surprised because they found an antidote hey, man, for the worst snake bite in the world. And it has less than a 1% side effect. And they found, they found, Brother Howe, that if they could take the snake bite and they could inject it into a baby lamb... 
And if the lamb could go through their circulatory system and they could pull out the antibodies out of the lamb, that it could take care of the snake bite and with less than 1% side effects. And now it's getting put into hospitals all around the country because they have finally found an antidote for the snake bite. Can I preach to someone? God had a plan for the snake bite in the garden. He said, I was a lamb slain before the foundation of the earth. He knew there was going to be an awesome even presence of a snake. He knew there was going to be a snake bite, even that God a hold of the mankind. But when God began to curse the snake, he told the snake, you may bruise even the heel of the man. But when it's all said and done, the man's heel is going to bruise your head. He had a plan. Can I tell you if you've got a snake bite of sin in your life and the devil's been after you and you need some help here today, you're going to find it by the lamb that was slain before the foundation Come on. He had a plan for your insecurities. He had a plan for your shortcomings. He had a plan for your mistakes. He said, I'll be the lamb. I'll be the lamb that was slain before the foundations of the earth. Come on. The snake's not going to win. Oh, I know somebody's been feeding the snake. For Genesis tells us it was a snake. But by the time we get to Revelations, the Bible calls him a dragon. Somebody was feeding that old snake, but it ain't getting fed here today. If you want something, we'll give you the blood. If you want something, we've got, come on, we got the antidote. Come on, you got to get off of drugs. You need to get baptized in his... I've watched good men say Santa Mosa. I've watched good women. I've watched bad men. And I've watched bad women that went down in that name of Jesus Christ. And they come up out of that water speaking in tongues. And you ask them how they feel. They say, I feel like a brand new baby. I feel like all that stuff has come on. I'm talking about people been in prison. I'm talking about people that's doing good things. Hey, man, God's no respect to a person. I don't care what your background is. I don't care what hey, man, your, hey, man, your genealogy is. I don't care who your parents were or weren't. I'm telling you when you get baptized into the name of Jesus Christ. Come on. That's why in Old Testament or in New Testament, when we begin to look at the genealogy of the Gentiles, the church, the Jews, they kept good records of their genealogy. But the Gentiles, you don't find a lot of history before the book of Acts about the genealogy of the Gentiles because they didn't have nothing worth recording. Their name meant nothing to the Jews. Their name meant nothing to the rest of the society. But something happened when they got baptized into the name of Jesus Christ. All of a sudden we began to pick up in the New Testament and they start writing down amen, the genealogy of a Gentile. And now the Gentiles or the ones that were not involved in the church amen, before the New Testament, all of a sudden they got a place in the church and now their history is recorded. I don't know about you here today, but there's probably people in this house amen, the church mama was not living for God. Your daddy wasn't living for God. Maybe you're just first generation. You're a Gentile. Amen. Your history didn't mean nothing to you until you get baptized unto the church. Until you get baptized for the remission of your sins. Until you accept the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Through your baptism. Amen. Now your history is worth recording. Because there's power in the blood of Jesus. Power, power, wonder working power in the blood. I think it's appropriate all over this house. We lift our hands one more time. Come on. Would you lift your voice? I'm done preaching. 
I think we just ought to take a solemn moment right here as the blood begins to be reminded. Come on. Some of you ain't spoken tongues in a long time. Some of you ain't been thinking about the blood. I want, if you've been baptized in Jesus' name, I want you to think back to the place uh, that you were baptized. Uh, if you've never been baptized in his only saving name, uh, amen, today is an opportunity. Amen. You are not by yourself. Uh, amen. We've had to take the journey also. Amen. But today, amen, you've heard the word of truth. Uh, amen. And you've got to do, amen, what you know is right. Come on. Amen. Today is a day of salvation. I wonder all over this house and we begin to slip out of our pews and come around this front together and we begin to thank him for his blood. Come on. I wonder today if anybody would slip out of your pew, amen, on a Sunday morning and begin to tell God the blood still works and say, God, I still want to apply. I don't care if you're 100 years old or if you're 10 years old today. Amen. You want to come around and let this be a joyous thing. Amen. The blood still works. Come on. The blood still works. Oh, come on. Come on. There's blood being shed in the house. Come on. There's blood here today. Oh, come on. Come on. Let the blood. Let the blood flow. Let the blood flow right now. Come on. He wants a touch. He wants a move. He wants a night right Oh, come on. That's right. Thank you for the blood. Come on. If you've never been baptized, today's a good day to get baptized. Cornelius was a good man, but he was not baptized. Come on. He had to get baptized, and then he had to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Come on. Today's the day of salvation. Come on. Today's the day of salvation. Come on. Would you get a hold of the blood right now? If you've been in church all your life. You want to thank him for the blood today. Come on, if it's your first time here, you want to thank him for his blood and experience his blood today. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make Revelations 1 and 5, and from 
Jesus Christ, who was a faithful witness, and the first begotten of the dead, and the prince of the kings of the earth, and to him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. He did it out of love. He did it out of mercy. Him that loved us, not in somebody else's blood, not in his son's blood, not in Jesus Jr.'s blood, but in his own blood. He did it because he loved us. I'm telling you, there's a love. People talk about his blood being judgment. His blood is all about his love. Hey, but I'm thankful. Why don't we lift our hands one more time and let's thank him for his blood. Let's thank him for his mercy and his truth that's forever marching on one day. Come on. Let's love. Let's love him. Would you lift your voice again? Would you magnify the Lord again in this house? If you've never been baptized, why don't you tell your neighbor, I want to be baptized today. Come on, let's love him all over this house. Can we all sing it together one more time? Oh, precious is the flow that makes me white as snow. No other fountain I know. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. You're thankful for that blood today. Nothing but the blood. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I'm thankful for that blood today, that cleansing power. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to come back this evening expecting another move of the Holy Ghost, looking for what the Lord's going to do. Come early for prayer and believing him tonight. You're dismissed in Jesus' name.